Okay, listen to this. We have something really exciting that we want to share with you. Jesse and I are going to be speaking live this November 4th and 5th at the Flourish event here in Chandler, Arizona. We actually attended this event earlier this year. They had one in April and we had a blast. Now we will be speaking and honestly, we just want to meet as many of our realtor listeners as possible. Yes, there will be an incredible all-female speaking lineup networking, a content shoot, and you won't want to miss coming with us to the VIP dinner. The link to buy tickets is in the show notes and hurry because they won't last long, but don't stop there. Send us a DM after you've bought your tickets to get details to join us at an exclusive socially modern happy hour following the event. We've been podcasting for almost a year now and what better way to celebrate than to meet up with you guys in real life. We can't wait to see you there. Hey, I'm Jesse. And I'm Stephanie. We are two Arizona realtors who have built multi-million dollar businesses using only social media. And now we're bringing you our best kept secrets and social strategies to grow your small business online. So grab your coffee and a notebook and let's dive into Socially Modern. Hey guys, welcome back to the newest episode of the Socially Modern podcast. I am so excited because today we are kind of doing a little bit of a spinoff from one of our most popular episodes, which was about being an entrepreneur and an entrepreneur mindset. So today our episode is titled, Are You Thinking Like an Entrepreneur? Yeah, I feel like this is a good kind of revisit topic, um, especially where we've come so far in the podcast. So far. And it's such a great reminder, ultimately, um, and a little like a little gut check today, right? Yes. A little bit of a gut check. So we're just going to dive right into it. Um, so I really think coming into real estate, uh, especially when you're coming from a nine to five job, having someone tell you what to do, having a structured schedule, uh, and then coming into real estate. Um, and then, you know, you're not having someone tell you what to do. You're your own boss. You don't have someone watching your clock time. It kind of feels (laughs) like you're free falling a little bit. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's tough. It's really tough. That transition is really tough because as an employee, you're really conditioned into that culture of, you know, clocking in, clocking out and that kind of thing. Whereas real estate is very much not that way. Right. Our schedules are very fluid. Yes. Number one. But in the beginning, too, as a new real estate agent, you may be like, well, I don't really have any clients right now. So my schedule looks different than when I do have clients. And I know that when I started in real estate, you know, we all do it. We we do want some kind of schedule. So, yes, it is good to have some kind of schedule and routine. But, you know, you invent that. Yeah. And I think that's a that's one of the big thoughts, too. Yeah. Well, a a lot of people come into real estate excited to have schedule flexibility, to be their own boss, to create their own schedule and whatnot, and then end up falling flat because they can't let go of the employee mindset and pick up into the entrepreneur mindset. Exactly. So here today, 
you guys are going to be like, wait a second. Am I thinking like an entrepreneur? Yeah. So I can be my best self. Exactly. (laughs) So for us, I think when I think of the term like entrepreneur, kind of what comes to my head is I think of someone who takes risks, who is really ambitious in what they want. They are striving for something more in life. They just know that they're kind of meant for more. They might be a a really big dreamer, that kind of thing, as well as honestly, they just aren't afraid to figure out what works best for them, even if it's not what other people are doing. Like they're trailblazers, I guess. Trailblazers. I love that. (laughs) No, it's so true. When I think of somebody, I also think of someone like, like you said, but you know, it's somebody who doesn't take no for an answer. They don't just hit their dead end and say, well, this is it and throw their hands in the air and just say like, I'm done. Mm -hmm. No, they try to find every way possible to get around that wall And that to me is what, or through it, or through it, (laughs) under it, over it, whatever it takes (laughs) to be successful. And it doesn't mean that as a, as a business owner, that you don't face those, those walls and you don't have failed attempts, but you always push forward and knowing that your breakthrough is coming Mm -hmm. and that struggle is actually just building you and preparing you for the future and for, you know, the payoff, the reward here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so should we talk a little bit about the employee mindset? Yeah. Let's, let's talk about what we think people with the employee mindset think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like people in an employee mindset really stick to, well, I have to work a certain number of hours per day. I totally agree with that. Like and the, the eight hour thing, the eight hour thing. And some days, some days as an entrepreneur, it looks like 12 or 15 hours. Yeah. And then other days it's like, well, you two. know, it was light and I got, I got what I needed done in my two hours of work. And yeah, you know, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. You don't have to sit at your desk and like stare off blankly at the wall when you're like, you've done all of your tasks. Of course, like there is this never ending to-do list. I feel like Jesse, you're probably like this too. Like I just have a running to-do list that is, there's always something to do. So (laughs) maybe that's the entrepreneur mindset in me is like, well, I can always find something to do. Right. (laughs) But you don't have to work a certain amount of numbers uh, or hours in a day to be successful. Yeah, I really struggled with that a lot uh, coming into real estate, feeling like, you know, oh, all successful real estate agents are working these long ass days and whatever. And I think just as we see a big boom in entrepreneurship in general, I think we're starting to see people really call out that behavior. Oh, totally. The The hustle. Overworking, you know, let's stop glamorizing overworking. And it's really tough coming from a nine to five and you're within that hour span and you're like, well, I, you know, it's two o'clock in the afternoon, but I don't feel like I have anything that I need to work on or I've just kind of hit my wall for the day or something. There have been plenty of times where I'm sitting at my desk in the mid afternoon, like two or three o'clock, and maybe I've been working you know, a lot of the morning and whatever. And I've just, I, I always know it when I hit a productive wall 
Oh yeah. When I'm like, I am not being productive right now. I'm looking at my phone every five minutes. I'm just like clicking between tabs. I'm not doing anything productive. And I know that's when I need to just put it down. Oh, I agree. I know I need to just walk away. I'm like, all right, I'm not being productive right now. And I'm giving myself permission to let go of this work day. Oh yeah. And just move on. On top of that though, if you think about it, right, there's a lot of times, I mean, I've done it, you've done it, everybody does it. We all have that wall that we do hit and some days are worse than others. Maybe you didn't get enough sleep the night before and the next day you're tired. Hopefully, you know, you get, you get through your bulk of your tasks, but you hit that wall. And as an entrepreneur, you're able to say that, Hey, I'm, I'm not going to be any more productive right at this moment. So I need to take a, take a beat. Yeah. Whether that means I come back later tonight. Sure. Or maybe that, like I've had that happen where even late at night, even though we just were saying I'm a night person, <laughs> I've had a night even recently where I remember I was really super tired. I had something that I really needed and wanted to get done, but I was just not there. Like yeah. my brain was not flowing. And I was like, you know what? I just need to put this away. Yeah. I need to close my laptop. I need to just go to sleep and then I'll wake up a little bit earlier tomorrow and I'll feel refreshed and I'll get it done. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I did. Think about people that work in a nine to five situation. They don't get to, to do that. Mm-hmm. So instead, I mean, <laughs> we see it in our insights and in our engagement, people like tend to peak on social media around like that 3 PM time yeah. during the week. And it's like, you know, these people are at work, you know, people are like totally hitting their wall at work, but they can't leave. They can't say like, I'm not being any more productive today, boss. Like I'm I'm walking out of here, (laughs) (laughs) but as an entrepreneur, we can. And so (laughs) I mean, when you were saying that, that's just what, what made me think of. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, along the same lines is that, I mean, people in in an employee mindset tend to think, well, I need to start and stop work at the same time every day. Again, coming from that nine to five, I need to clock in at nine and I need to clock out at five. And while I do think there is power in routines, totally, I love routines. I love my routines in the morning and whatnot. I, I don't feel this overwhelming nag of, well, I need to make sure that I'm working by nine o'clock. Right. Or it's like 5 PM and you're like, Oh, time to check out. Yeah. (laughs) And you're like on a roll that day. Like that's just not how it works. I think really, honestly, as an entrepreneur, something you need to understand is the fluidity of your day may be, well, not may, is going to be very different. Like you might have some days where you're super busy and productive in the morning and then other days where you have things in the morning. And so then you have to get your work done in the afternoon or vice versa. It's just, that's just the reality of being a real estate agent. Totally. And especially too, as a realtor, obviously we work a lot on the weekends. We work in the evenings, like we have funky hours. Yeah. So we're like in this weird time, time frame where of course, like we have our times during the day that we like to do like our computer work and things like that. Sure. And then in the evenings I have all this stuff. So a lot of us realtors actually do overwork ourselves because Mm -hmm. we work all day and then we end up doing all of our appointments in the evenings and during the weekends. And then you pretty soon it's like been four weeks and you're like, wait, when was the last day that like I, I took a me day? Yeah. I took an off day. Mm-hmm. You know, that happens a lot. So being hyper aware on both sides. Uh, you, I think <laughs> just letting go of the, the thought, the idea that you need to be working 40 hours a week. Right. Like I don't, I certainly don't track 
when I'm working and when I'm not working. I couldn't tell you how often or how, like how many hours in a week I'm working. I couldn't tell you because I don't track it. No. And And why would you? It's more based on what you're accomplishing and getting done. Yeah. Like, am I, you know, am I getting my ICAs, my income or IPAs, income producing activities? Am I getting those done? Am I creating content? Am I showing up on stories? Am I following up with leads? Yada, yada. Am I doing all of that stuff? Whether I, whether it takes me four hours or four minutes to get that all done. Exactly. If it's done for the day, then that's all that's important. Right. And that will change over time too with your business. Yeah. I think another big thing is, you know, someone else telling me what to do. That's an employee mindset. Like I'm going to sit back and I'm going to wait for somebody to tell me what to do. Even if you're on a team or you're within your brokerage, I think this happens a lot, especially with newer agents. They like are all excited to start and then you get into your team and your brokerage and then you sit there and you wait for people to tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. And if you want to be successful, you have to just go out and grab it and take it and take that opportunity. Grab the bull by the horns. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought of when you said that. <laughs> hey, it goes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and well, and we see this a lot as team leaders and, and building the main villain co-group. We see this often and there's nothing wrong with people that come in with an employee mindset. What happens and what people struggle with people who struggle in the real estate industry are those who cannot let go of the employee expectations and that employee mindset. So we see this a lot and we help people through it a lot. Exactly. We have to got to push forward. You guys, I mean, uh, and similarly, these people tend to think that, Oh, you know, I just need to put in the time. Like, of course I'm not going to be successful right away. Um, but, but business will come, it will come. But in reality, those people aren't putting any effort into their business at all, into the business at all. They just think it's going to fall in their lap. Right. The whole fall in your lap method. Yeah. It doesn't work. (laughs) When does that ever work out? It doesn't work. And even if it does on the off chance that it does for, and maybe you get on a hot streak of business, just falling in your lap. Right. If you're not actively trying to build your business, that flame is going to go out and then you're going to be left with nothing. Right. And maybe that's because you do have a great sphere of influence or something like that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. But imagine like, okay, if you have all this business that's just naturally flowing to you, then why not again, be, you know, go after more opportunity Mm -hmm. for yourself. And, and that's kind of, that's the difference there too, between that employee entrepreneur mindset. Yeah, absolutely. Pushing for more. I think entrepreneurs tend to be a little bit more bold in their business and they tend to take risks. So yeah, they might have this one section of their business that's doing really well. And some people might just take that and sit with it. Sit back. While others may see that as, okay, so this is going. Now what else can I direct my attention to? And they're not afraid to uh, take risks Mm -hmm. in order. I mean, without... No risk, no reward. Like, right. I'm a big time <laughs> cliff jumper, cliff diver, like jump in head first, risk taker. Like, so I, I speak this language. Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely. And even if that's not like your natural instinct, you know what I mean? You can train yourself 
And that's what I've done over the over the years. And I literally, I, I, I may have said this on one of our episodes before, but there were so many times, especially in the beginning of my business, that I felt, and I still do, felt really uncomfortable. And I, I would sit there and I'd be like, man, why am I feeling like this? And I'd be like, oh, because I'm growing right now. Like I'm pushing forward. I'm hitting a new level Mm -hmm. in my business and I need to, I need to jump. It's time to jump. I don't see what rock I'm jumping to that's ahead of me, you know? And that's what, honestly, what I would envision was like me leaping into this next stepping stone, but the stone was covered and I couldn't see it, but I'm just going to hope that it's there, Yeah, you know, and make it happen. That's what we have to do. We're we're bold. We're bold yeah. in our businesses and you, you got to take risks. And oh, going along with that, again, you know, employees are tend to kind of get really uh, uncomfortable with like making mistakes. Making mistakes. Because as an employee, when you think about it, when I think about my days as an employee, every day was so predictable. Mm-hmm. Every day it was go in, do these tasks have these meetings like every day every week was basically the same there right. was no surprises um and you get to a point where you're just really proficient at those tasks as an employee and you aren't getting uncomfortable anymore and that can Makes kind sense. of cause some type of like perfectionism like thinking that everything has to be perfect before you do it and the analysis by paralysis or Analysis paralysis. Yes, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> um, because you just are so, as an employee, you just get comfortable where you're at. And there's no challenges. There's no, I mean, it's not like this in every employee situation, just of course, generally speaking. But I mean, sometimes employees are just afraid to make mistakes, afraid to take risks. They're not bold and they suffer from perfectionism thinking everything has to be perfect before I can do this. Right. Like we had that, we had that come up recently and we were kind of talking about that before the show, like it happened to someone that we know and they had some, some mistakes or some mishaps happen with something that they were putting on, you know, and trying to build in their business and it failed. It didn't do as well as they had hoped or had wanted. And, um, you know, they kind of sat in that there for a minute and we had to remind them that like, no, (laughs) get up, let's go. Mm-hmm. Just cause, just cause that was a mistake and that didn't do well. You know what this is? This is a learning moment. Yeah. And that's how you have to look at it. This is a learning moment. This is something you're going to grow from and what can we do better and what can we improve upon? And we're going to keep pushing forward until this thing is amazing. Right. And it's okay to be upset and frustrated when totally. things don't go your way. You know, we're not saying to brush over your emotions at all. If you've listened to this podcast <laughs> at all for right. any amount of time, you know, we're all about honoring feelings and whatever, but, but yeah, letting one mistake keep you from taking risks going forward is just going to keep you in the same place as you are right now. And nothing changes if nothing changes. That was a good one to end on. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I think, you know, ultimately we have to shift and we have to understand that we have to treat our business like a business. We say that a lot. You have to treat it like a business to be paid like a business. If you treat it like a hobby, you're going to be paid like a hobby. Mm -hmm. So you know, where are you at with that? Are we treating it how we should? Are we just going to sit there and wait for the business to fall in our lap? 
mm-hmm. like an employee. My boss is going to throw some tasks my way and tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Or are we going to go out there and be an entrepreneur and dive into what the entrepreneur mindset is like? Like this gets me fired up. I love mm-hmm. talking through this. Honestly, like I have a personal experience with just kind of waiting for someone to tell me what to do when I was a first When I was first licensed and on my first real estate team, I remember just feeling like I was constantly going to my team leader asking like, what should I be doing? Like, what should I be doing? So I know this firsthand, you know? Yeah. And he gave me some good ideas to work on, some things to do, but ultimately it's my responsibility to either take what he said and run with it or come up with something completely different Totally. Like you cannot place the blame on team leaders, team structures, your mentors, brokers, whoever. You can't put the blame on them if they've been nothing but helpful to you, if they've, you know, made an effort to be around or to right. mentor you or something. They're hosting t- trainings and things like that too. Yeah, you at the end of the day, I guess launching into this entrepreneur mindset you have to take responsibility for your own business. You do. This is your business. Mm-hmm. Just because you hang your license with a brokerage or, again, you're on a team, that does not mean that they are going to create your success for you. Mm-hmm. You create your success. Oh, like So I actually just finished reading this book called Mind Gym. Ooh. Um, I recommend it to everybody. It's not a very long book. I read it on, I actually bought a Kindle cause I'm doing a lot of cardio these days and, uh, a Kindle is just easier to read on when you're on the treadmill. But Good so I read this book recently and I read it, uh, once when I was in high school on the track team, cause the track coach was like, everybody should read this, you know? And of course, like as a high school kid, you don't, really like comprehend that kind of stuff I mean I sure didn't when I was in high school you can't like apply it to you your know? life experiences yeah <laughs> so I decided to reread it again and there's there's just so many good nuggets in that book and it's so good it's more about like it's based and rooted in like sports psychology okay but I mean mind gym you know it's all about like the mental game Mm -hmm. and stuff. And so that's all fresh on my mind kind of as we jump into this entrepreneur mindset. Hey, it's perfect timing then. So I guess we need to check out that book. It's called Mind Gym. Yes. Mind Gym. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. It's a good one. Okay. So let's dive into what people with an entrepreneur mindset tend to think. Yes. All right. So first and foremost, an, an entrepreneur will always think, how can I be most efficient with my time? Actually, I freaking love this and that this is the first one because mm-hmm. I will say that I mean obviously <laughs> I think we're both <laughs> like this but I really do I'm like you know what I have a lot that I juggle mm-hmm. and I want to know how can I get as much done as I possibly can in one day that's yeah. that's always my goal and I have days where I'm like shoot today is very heavy today is very full and in th- my first thought is is actually kind of negative sometimes. And I, I catch myself because it's like, dang, I don't know. Maybe I should cancel that one or move that meeting or maybe I should not make it to that. 
But then I'm like, no, 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 we can do this. Mm-hmm. We're going to push forward and I'm going to be the most efficient with my time. And at the end of the day, I'm going to be like, yes, that's the achiever I in you did as well. It. <laughs> it is. It's the achiever in me. I'm like, I got to get it done. It doesn't matter how much I'm, I'm going to do all of this today. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was my biggest thing was especially having little kids. I, I was always like, okay, my kids are in, especially new, right? I had my kids in preschool for only so many hours a day. <laughs> and I was like, how can I get everything done today that I really want to do for my business in four hours. Mm -hmm. And so I would be working, 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 getting all this stuff done. And I would have some, some agents, you know, that I'm friends with at the office or whatever. And they're like, Hey, do you want to go to lunch? And I'm like, no, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to like door Sorry, dash I it. Can't. I can't, I have four hours. I'm like, no, cause if I go to lunch, that's going to be at least an hour. Cause we're going to sit there and talk and I just need to like get into my zone and be the most efficient that I can be with my four hours. And so I think that that's, that just goes to show here, right? Like we all do that. I, I play these mind games with myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, and especially like where you have children because they have other schedules and things like that. I don't have kids. And so for me, it's a lot like, well, right now it's how can I get the most done before or, or after like I spend my three hours at the gym? I was going to say it's the gym. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> you know, how can I fit this as much work as possible before I maybe hit like my productive wall right, or something? Um, and I think knowing how to be efficient as well as um, knowing when you're most productive during the day is really important. And I think this is something you just learn as you go and it's trial and error. You fine tune it. Yeah. Like I'm sure you probably had at one point tried to be a morning person and you were just like, "Mm, this isn't for me. (laughs) And for me, I'm, I, you know, I've tried to like be productive in the evening, but like I'm asleep on the couch at eight 30 because I'm, you know, I know even on our staycation together, you like, you're like going to bed early. I'm like, Jesse, where are you at? (laughs) It's only 10. I'm not a rallier. (laughs) Um, but yeah, just entrepreneurs will figure out how can I be most efficient during my most productive time of the day? And to reflect on one of our more recent episodes where we talked about like hiring help again, knowing that is this the the most efficient use of my time? If it's not, outsource it. And then that way you can figure out and focus on what is most efficient. Right. And finding, like like Jesse's saying, you have your efficient time, your productive times of the day. But we were also saying our schedules can be very fluid. So knowing ahead of time, like where those pockets of productivity are going to be sometimes in that day. Like today, I was working from my car while I waited for Chase to get out of LASIK surgery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you just, you got to find those pockets where you can squeeze in time sometimes. Yep. But that's, that's, that's the entrepreneur in me. I'm like, uh, I would rather like work on this now. Yeah. I was on the plane and I was like, I would like to have some Wi-Fi so I could do Canva right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What a perfect time to do Canva. I'm just right? sitting here. You're just sitting there. What else are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's kind of how I decided to get back into like reading and stuff. Cause I've always meant like, oh, I need to get back into reading. I need to read some books. Like I need to kind of expand my mind a little bit. Right. And I was like, well, here's this time that I'm spending on the treadmill walking. What better time 
than this time than this time to start reading you know what else am I going to be doing like yeah sure every once in a while I like to throw on a tv episode or like start a movie and watch it and whatever but like this is really this is time that I could be using to be very productive to be productive it's so funny because I think those I mean we both do we find all these moments where we're like we could be double productive I can be working out and I can read books and I've done this even and I know you have with showings I'm like well I'm going to be driving in my car a lot today, so I might as well start a new audiobook. Yeah. And I'll listen to something that's going to be, you know, helping me in my business or my mindset, something along those lines so that I can be double productive. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah, it's the, it's the entrepreneur mindset. It's, it's the efficiency. <laughs> it really um, is. Yeah. I think entrepreneurs also are able to create their own opportunities. Um, They kind of uh, are able to, we had talked about this earlier in the episode, I think, but they just, they aren't afraid to figure out what works best for them. Right. Um, Even if that means nobody else is doing it, but they create their own opportunities. And that's huge as an entrepreneur. If you are an entrepreneur and you want to be an entrepreneur forever, then you most likely have to figure out other money-making opportunities because whatever you're doing right now, sure, it could last. But if you're anything like us and you have like early retirement on the brain, like you're going to create those opportunities to make multiple streams of income somehow. And then once you start doing that, you're just, it's so exciting Mm -hmm. because then the opportunity like list seems to just get longer and longer and you're like wow which opportunities do I want to take today can I sometimes I feel that way I'm like gosh there's so many opportunities can I just low-key talk about for a quick second how excited I am for 2022 seriously like how much like growth you know we're not we can't divulge a ton uh you know here on the podcast but I just feel like 2022 is going to be a big year for not only socially modern, but also Mainville and Co. Oh, it's going to be huge. And I'm stoked. We've got so <laughs> many exciting things, but oh. that's the thing, right? It all goes back to creating those opportunities. And, yep. and here we are. We're like, no, this needs to be in the world. Yes. We're going to create it. Yeah. <laughs> um, moving on to probably one of my, and if not yours, if this I... This is like our favorite thing to say to people. This is our... Oh God, I love this topic so much about just entrepreneurship, but entrepreneurs are overall resourceful. Resourceful. And I love that word. Me too. So much. I love that word. They're resourceful. It's the best word to use when you talk about an entrepreneur. I feel like nothing describes me better than the term resourceful. Um, I am not afraid to figure out how to do things on my own. Right. Google is my best friend. YouTube (laughs) is my best friend. Yesterday, um, (laughs) side story a a little bit. So RJ and I are in this new house and we have grass and we've never had grass before. (laughs) And we went and we finally just bought a lawnmower so that we could mow our grass. Yeah. Um, because my dogs don't want to be in the grass because it's too long. Isn't that so, so funny? Arizona so desert it problems. Like, it was like, all right, cool. We need to get a lawnmower. And I had kind of been putting off trying to mow the lawn until RJ was home to help me with it. But then I kind of had one of those, like, I'm an, a strong, independent woman. Like, 
I could figure this out on my own. And so I went out in the garage and I had the booklet open and I was like trying to figure out how to start the mower. And I was totally like almost there, but couldn't figure out how to start. Like I knew how to start the mower, but it wasn't starting. (laughs) So I was like, well, all right, maybe I'll just wait. (laughs) I just need his pair of eyes on this as well. Right. Um, but like I was, I, I was like, all right, well, this just needs to get done. So I'm just going to figure out how to do it. <laughs> Did you figure it out? No. Well, I couldn't figure out how to like start the mower. Like it wasn't starting because something like the lawnmower is designed. Uh, it won't start unless all of these things are in place for safety reasons. Oh, and there's something that I must be missing because I had everything put together uh, it's an electric mower. It's not like a gasoline pull. Interesting. Pull start mower. So yeah. But anyway, resourcefulness. Trying to be as resourceful as you possibly can be. Yes. Always. And if that means that you're going on Google or you're going and finding it on YouTube, of course, asking the the people around you that are smarter and who have been in the business longer, whatever it takes to to find an answer. Yeah. I feel like I'm doing that in one of my current deals right now. Yeah. Well, I'm calling everybody. I'm asking everybody a question. As a team, <laughs> as a team leader and a mentor, there's honestly nothing more refreshing than a resourceful agent. Totally. Um, I have had plenty of times where I have come to you, Stephanie, or I have come to somebody else with a question like, do you know how I can do this? Or what do I need for this? We're not saying don't come to your team leaders, but there's also a gift in being resourceful and it goes back to we're team leaders and your mentors we're not your boss we're not your mom we're not here to tell you oh you need to do this this and this we're here to mentor and guide and provide insight and experience and then you take that and you use it however it, it is helpful to you right right everybody's businesses look different and grow and and yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's important just to know that even if this isn't in your job description, that you're just going to you're going to go and do it because mm-hmm. yeah. you're resourceful because we love resourcefulness. Totally. Oh, I feel like that's such a good place to end. That was such I a good place to end. <laughs> Be resourceful, guys. And resourceful is not a um, genetic trait. It is a learned trait. You can learn Definitely. to be resourceful as an entrepreneur, but ask any small business owner, I'm sure, ask them how they figured out their taxes or something like, (laughs) I I don't know. There's always something in entrepreneurship or small business ownership where people have had to be resourceful about something and they've just had to grab it by the horns. By the horns. I knew you were going to say it. And just take action to do it. So, well, hopefully... You learned something from this episode, got some motivation. Hopefully you can walk away from this episode thinking like an entrepreneur and not an employee. Boom. Done. Loved it. (laughs) All right, guys. See you here next week. See ya. Thanks for listening to Socially Modern. Interested in partnering with us on our nationwide real estate team? Check the show notes of this episode to schedule a call with one of us to learn more. Make sure to follow us on Instagram for all the latest updates on the show at Socially Modern. You can also follow me, Stephanie, at Hey Stephanie Mainville. And me, Jessie, at Miss Jessie Lockhart. We hope you have a great day and we'll see you next week.